How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes. Go. L is for the way you look at me. O is for the only one I see. V is very, very extraordinary. E is even more than anyone that you Here we are on part six how to lose a guy in 10 days. I'm Jonathan Howell, and I'm here with uh, my best friend, my wife, Meredith Howell. Meredith. My wife. My wife. My wife. Hello. Don't say hello like I tricked you into doing this. You did trick me into doing this. How did I trick you? I just put this microphone down. I thought my job was at stake. <laughs> I thought it's there not. was a bet going on at work. There is, there is a, it, there's a story I'm writing. It's there's a long a, con. Oh. It's been 20. My, just so you guys know, I'm uh, from the Minute Impossible podcast. My wife and I have decided to do this set of minutes together because this movie is disgusting and gross. And it's garbage. We, it's garbage. And we've been married for 20 years, so... We, we know. <laughs> we know garbage. garbage. Ah! Ugh, that was not fun. That's gross. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's break down, let's break down the uh, 11 minutes and 33 seconds that we have of our part of the movie. Sure. Where does it start? Well, wait, wait. Back up for a second. Mm-hmm. So I love bad romantic comedies. You know this. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a sucker for anything on TBS on the weekends. I will watch the, was it the wet? No, not the wedding planner, not the one with JLo, but the other one where Deborah Messing hires a prostitute to go to her sister's wedding. I'll watch that nonstop. This is terrible. This movie does not hold up. I don't think it ever held up. I went and looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, got a 43. It was, no one ever liked it. Yes, they do. People love this movie. Who? I, people we know? No, people younger than us. Oh. Yes. No, it's not for us, but people love this movie. Is it? Is it how dating is now? Is it? Do you think people think it's that way? I hope not. I think most people just love the dress she wears at the end, the yellow dress. It That's- is a. It's, well, we don't have those minutes, but it is a nice dress. Okay. So this minute, our minutes begin with uh, Benjamin finding lady stuff in his bathroom. And there's nothing worse than finding Vagisil, right? That is just. I, I, I mean, don't know. That just stands out. It's the 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 doiled uh, washcloth is bad, but the vagisil just yells aggressively. Well, there's a lot of ladies' things in the in the clo- in the cabinet, and then it, uh, before we before we get into this too much, before we get into the cabinet too much, and this minute also ends with them going to couples therapy. So we see we see a big fight. We see a, a poker night and a fight. So yeah, let's let's break down this first of all. Her first attempt at trying to get rid of him. Sure. So this is the uh, the age-old women just setting up shop in their house and moving too fast and scaring the hell out of them. And, of course, Vagisil and tampons scare men more than anything else. Uh, there's nothing worse than a woman who menstruates. And she's got lots of sizes going on in there, in the cabinet. Lots, oh, yeah? Lots of sizes and types and... And whatnots. Oh, do you think she bought this as a bit? This oh, is... yeah, yeah. No woman uses that many different types of tampons. <laughs> take, your word, take your word for it. This is why you're on here. You're on here to help me with this. I could be wrong as well. Ben's, ben plays this. His uh, Matthew McConaughey plays this toxic masculinity in this movie. I assume the rest of the movie is like this. Let's give a little bit of background on this movie. I've never seen it all the way through. You've never seen it all the way through? The only Kate Hudson movie I've ever seen all the way through is uh, Almost Famous, and I hate that movie too. That's right. I'm going on record. I hate Almost Famous. 
my uh, my hatred of Kate Hudson is pretty well documented. Where? Um, where? But uh, on Twitter, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, where I where I like to comment on things. Um, every now and then, when she gets angry or frustrated and scrunches up her face, she does look like Golding Han, and I have a minute of appreciating her, but then she goes back to to herself, and it, it's a no go. The the thing about this movie, like every movie with Catherine Hahn in it, though. You want to just watch her. Whatever she's doing in any scene, you just want to watch her. So having her as one of Kate Hudson's friends, I just, I want to see about her problems. Which one's that one? Catherine Hahn? she the one on the roof? Yeah, she's the one that's always having the problems with men. Yeah, yeah she's the middle one. From, uh, from Anchorman. Sure. She's an Anchorman, bad mom. She's in everything. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's great. You want to watch her in everything, not Kate Hudson. Well, okay, so the, so buckle in. This is going to be uh, anti-Kate Hudson. I don't think I hate her as a person. I just don't like her as an actress. Um, I'm sure she's fine as a person. I don't know anything about her, really. I know I love her parents. I don't like how chipper she is when she's pregnant. <laughs> okay. That bothers me. But we shouldn't hate other women for those kinds of things. Yeah, so it can't I'll be tr- toxic. I'm going to dial it back. We can't bit. have toxic no. masculinity. Then we can't have femininity. toxic femininity. I got it. Okay, I'll dial that back. She puts her stuff in there, Ben freaks out, and then to make up for it, he's trying to get out. He's trying to get out of a date with her. And she says, I've got front row sit tickets, and you can smell the sweat, implying, I guess this is a basketball game? Yeah, the a Knicks, Knicks game. A Knicks he game? Wants to watch Wait a minute. We're supposed to believe that these two country bumpkins are able to find their way around New York, and they haven't been hit with a frying pan at some point in an alley? These two, I would pickpocket just just for sport. Oh, you, you, you Long Island street tough. <laughs> I, I a, I, I'm, a, I'm offended that you called them. What, what do you call them, country bumpkins? Country bumpkins. Is that what you think of me? He, you got all right, all right, all right, walking down, you and know. she's wearing belly shirts. That's not safe in New York. <laughs> okay. Look at how big his apartment is. Well, okay, it's in Soho. Uh, I just came back from Soho. They wouldn't <laughs> be able to afford Soho. Right. Not even in, in 2003. I've uh, been to Soho. You saw no Soho. So she lies about the tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you know there's no way she actually got him tickets to go see the Knicks in person, front row. Instead, they went and saw Celine Dion. Which, let's be honest, what would you prefer? I would rather go see Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, that's a she's a showstopper. She is. The Knicks suck, and, and in the night, the two thousand early two thousands, I don't think the Knicks were any good. I, I'm not a basketball guy. I'm gonna have to go look that up. Yeah, but still, front row center for Celine Dion. In her prime? Those are like $250 tickets, right? Oh, more. Oh, gosh, more. Where do, where do you think they get their money from? Uh, they're both struggling, what are they, like lifestyle writers? Are they, oh, well, she writes for a magazine that's supposed to be like Cosmopolitan. Composure. Yes, but it's got the same font. It's Cosmopolitan. So it's all the same sort of, you know, the how to lose a guy, how to, how to have an orgasm, how to keep a plant alive. It's all the same stuff. But you know, they pay those people, I would say back then, maybe twenty two, twenty three thousand $23,000 a year. In 2003, they were making $22,000 a year? Well, I mean, that kind of writer, she's not the editor of the magazine. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, that's sad. So um, we both agree we would have rather have seen Celine Dion. Yes, yes. I'm a big, big, big Celine Dion fan. In not 2003... And in 2018. Yeah. That does not change. No. Okay. My heart will go on. Near. Far. So after she pulls a, pull, does the ruse over on him, and they buy t-shirts, they buy swag. So not only do they spend $300 worth of tickets, they also spent $80 in uh, pink t-shirts. 
Which, of course, no man's going to wear a pink t-shirt. Looks fine. He looks fine. Looks like a great time. Looks like a hoot. We'd have the best time. We'd have whatever Celine Dion special cocktail there was that evening. You Ooh, know. What would it be named? Oh, um, the iceberg. Oh, the 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 drink, the, the, the heart, the drink, drink heart of the sea. Mm. The older man I met when I was 13. Oh. Is that too long for a name sex for a drink? Sex in a car. <laughs> she had sex in a car? Well, she sang a song about a woman that had sex in a car. Are you talking about Titanic again? I'm still back on Titanic. Okay. Oh, it may have been called the Renee. Oh, the Renee. The Renee. It'd be an age drink. Oh, like like vermouth. Vermouth and 13-year-old scotch. Oh, something, <laughs> something dry, like sandpaper on your tongue. <laughs> and right. you get a commemorative cup. Oh, cool. Then they go to the, uh, they go, after the roof, they decided, oh, the boys are, I can't hang out with the Ben tonight because he's doing his poker game. I would think, I can't believe her friends had to be the ones that had to remind her to I do that. I know that was pretty stupid that she didn't have the, all that already planned out to go yeah. and... If you're going to make someone annoyed, take over everything that they like to do. Well, you know, because he says this to her um, toward the end of our, our minutes here. You know, what happened to that aggressive reporter type, the sexy, cool woman, which, you know, I part of him is also not only the bet still, still holding on because he thinks he can win the bet if she's more herself. Um, it's not a bet. It's a it's a job. It's a. It's like a bet. All these movies are the same. I hate I hate bet movies. I hate bet dating. Yeah, I. And they go to the card game. This is basically the crux of the entire minute. Is this entire card game? Right. So again, you just want to see a movie with Thomas Lennon and Catherine Hahn. That would be the better movie here, right? Even yeah. though he says he's married and and whatever. You want those two interacting. I They're, want those two married. Yeah. I want him to, he says every time, later on, Thomas Lennon says, every time my wife divorce, says she wants to divorce me, I say we go to couples therapy. Thomas Lennon is one of the funniest humans in the in the world, and in this movie, he's garbage. And so is uh, Adam, uh, what's his face? Adam F. Goldberg. Adam F. Goldberg, not to be confused <laughs> with the other Adam Goldberg. Right, he gets very serious about the F in his name. And they're playing, and they're playing cards, and then, of course, uh, Andy comes in to ruin it again. She brings her... Her little uh, sundress and matching purse. Her, you know, they they match. I do know that they match. Yeah, these clothes are dangerously close to late nineties. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to what I wore between two thousand and two thousand and eight. So I don't know what's going on here. A lot of flannel. No, no, no. That was more late nineties. I don't know what's going on here. So first of all, in twenty eighteen, if you were having a poker game with your friends, mm-hmm. and I came in with a delicious crudite plate and cucumber sandwiches, you'd be like, thanks. Well, I'd say, why the hell did you make me cucumber sandwiches? But yes, like the I, plate, I would say, I don't know what crudite is. You keep saying it. The vegetable plate? Why don't you just say vegetable plate, you uppity North New York? <laughs> Go on, bring it. <laughs> but look, she brought like delicious sandwiches and uh, cucumber sandwiches. You would eat that at high tea. I would not eat a cucumber sandwich. I hate cucumber sandwiches. Okay, whatever. But you know what? She was definitely right to tell him to put out the cigars. Those look disgusting. In a room full of six guys smoking cigars is intolerable. You can't get that smell out. Nope. That goes into that goes right into the brickwork. And you know what? 2003? I'm not sure. They had Febreze. <laughs> they had Febreze in 2003. Did they? Let's look it up. Like good Febreze? Like good Febreze. Like, you know, that it just wasn't covering stank. Oh, it was introduced in March of uh, 1996. Haha. Just like her dress. <laughs> Ooh, the name for breeze comes from the words fabric and breeze. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> this is the kind of in-depth things you're looking for in a podcast like this. The baby talk kills me. The baby talk is just something that it would it would hurt me, I think, more, to say more than it would hurt you to hear. 
Is she is she doing the baby talk? Yeah, you know, she goes she goes peekaboo. Oh, that's right. And I she guess, calls I him like it. you know my my Bennykins. And what does she call him? Is she call him Bennykins or Bennykins? I hate that. And is there a is there a Marvel thing going on? Her name is Andy Anderson, and his name is Ben something with a B. Is it Marvel? No, it's just lazy writing. It's uh, yeah, yes. Is it? Well, it's more DC. DC's the one. DC that Lex Luthor. Is it a tip of the hat? Tip of the hat. She brings in Talk her. Ha- she brings her. in her nasty hairless dog, who I think's named Crawl. That may be the coolest thing. That may be the coolest thing. That can't be. That's too clever. That's too <laughs> so clever awesome. for this movie. No I, way. I hope that dog's name is Crawl. <laughs> No way. He calls me, goes, shut up, crawl, later, and I, I hope. But who can tell what he's saying through that accent of his? All right, shut up, crawl. <laughs> he could be saying, Krug, crawl. I gotta know what that dog's no, name is. it's crawl. <laughs> the glaive. And she's, uh, Andy's just looking around the room for things. She she comes in and makes him blow his nose, because he might have snots. Nobody likes sniffles. Nobody likes sniffles. And then also the love fern. I guess this was in earlier minutes. She got him a fern. I, I guess. For his man pad. This this pad is literally a dick with walls. It is <laughs> a great dick, so it needs to get some vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, vitamin D up in there. No, it's got enough vitamin D. That's why it's got an over. Oh, there's crawl. We're watching it in. Uh, we're watching it on loop. So every time I see crawl, I'm so happy now. It can't be. Also, you know that apartment kind of looks like. Um, Mindy Lahiri's apartment in uh, the Mindy Project. Now that I'm looking at it, oh, a good, a good romantic comedy girl show, yeah. as opposed to a, this bad movie. Ugh. Who wrote this movie? Well, you know, it was directed by uh, Donald Petrie, who did um, a, a movie that we both like when it's on is Miss Congeniality. I do like that movie a yeah, lot. We do like. Well, well, this was before that, right? Before, or after? It's after. Who could tell? Oh, we did Grumpy Old Men and Mystic Pizza. What a. That's a movie that drives you out of the room every time I have it on. Basically, yeah, it's not good. So he's 50, I'm 50-50 with the guy. Wait, I want to know more. He did some episodes of The Equalizer. Oh, and the Richie Rich movie. So nothing, nothing you care about. You know oh, the thing- and the, oh, this is based on a book. I'm sorry. Oh, good. I hope, yeah, we should have read the backstory. <laughs> I'm not going to, uh, I, I don't care. We, I'm not going to. Le- we I'm haven't not, done our research. I'm not going to read the book. Here's the other thing. This never would have worked without this whatever bet, whatever thing at work, because the friends are actually being supportive of this. Are they Are they supportive, or do they they work with him, so they don't they want, want him, him to get fired? Right, so they want him to, to get the, whatever this account is. So the friends are actually being, they're trying to keep him in, in this relationship, which you know, every other movie, the friends would have been a huge hurdle. You know, usually the friends are the ones that are breaking up the couple. Well, I think that's one of the conceits, and the joke in this is that the friends think it's funny to watch them be miserable. They enjoy be watching Thomas Lennon and uh, Adam F. Goldberg like watching him be miserable. In well, this movie. yeah, because look at them two compared to Matthew McConaughey. Would Matthew McConaughey really be friends with those two in real life? No, in this New York whatever world here. I think he's a wor- their work friends. I think they're work friends, and they've kind of become friends. I mean, the way Thomas Lennon's playing this, he's wearing like a yellow polo with like some sort of shirt on over it. So I don't know what's going on. He's like a preppy. Yeah, I don't, Matthew McConaughey would be the type. He'd be in Central Park every weekend playing frisbee with other buff dudes. I'm going down there. I'll take my shoes off. Just gonna play a little frisbee. Yeah, I like it when my feet feel the dirt. <laughs>
And they both, and he, she gets really mad at him and says, are you going to let the fern die? Are you going to let us die? And then walks out and he's so mad. And this is where one of those genuine moments, you can tell by all the freaking music cues in this movie. Oh, the music cues hit you over the head. The the ominous music when she walks in. It's, it's, hoot, 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 hoot. Yeah. And then, and then I call it hijinks oboe that plays every time something funny happens. It's like, doodle what about the 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 Olay music at the end? The, the, the what are those called? Staccato. The, no, the, the oh, the castanets. castanets. Yeah. Yes, there are a couple castanets. Anytime there's like a punchline, they castanet yeah. it. Like no one's gonna know it's a joke unless we put in castanets. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what crawl sounds like. He purrs like a kitten. He's yeah. really weird looking. Hashtag crawl the dog. And he says, "I guess we're done." She's like, "I guess we are." Just two hicks having a fight out by the elevator. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. And then, um, who says it? Who's, who uses that term that made me want to vomit? Oh, he, oh, he, well, he, his friends tell him he has to get into couples therapy. And that's like the big thing. The conceit of the next minute. Luckily, we don't have to deal with that. So he goes jumping down the ladder, gets to her, and says, Hi, will you forgive me, sugar puss? <laughs> I, I gotta think that that was improvised. There's, oh, is that oh, the script? Go look at the stupid. Go look at the stupid IMDb. They say <laughs> most of this movie's improvised. Kate Hudson decided she was gonna throw the plate of food onto the table during the poker game. Oh, oh what a cad! How winky, winky, winky! But sugar puss. I mean, oh my god, is this something that Matthew McConaughey calls his wife? Maybe uh-uh. they are a cute couple. Maybe it works. I'm going to look right into your eyes and call you Sugar Puss. Ready? I'm going to smack you right in your nose. How you doing, Sugar Puss? (laughs) I'm going to do it as Bill Clinton. Oh, bro, no, don't do it. Don't do it, little Sugar Puss. (laughs) The next next scene is them starting to go to what we don't know is going to be her friend, uh, your friend. Catherine Hahn, my friend, my personal friend, Catherine (laughs) Hahn. My personal friend, Catherine Hahn. Uh Uh-huh. Is playing the uh, marriage counselor, and we're at her apartment, I guess. So sure, maybe that fine. And you know she's a therapist because she's wearing those oversized '80s New York glasses. Yes, the Barbara Streisand glasses. Yeah, the Prince of Tides glasses. Yes, those are awesome. Yes, another good movie. Go watch Prince of Tides. Yeah, don't watch this. Go watch Prince of Tides. That's a funny rom com. No, it's not. No, no, you didn't watch the end. It's not funny. I'm thinking of Aquaman. Aquaman, you get confused with Prince of Tides. <laughs> yeah. He's the Prince of Tides. Once more the king of the ocean. The other's just a Prince of Tides. Well, he's not the king at the beginning of the movie. Spoilers. He has to er- well, as we uh as, as we as, as we wrap up, we're gonna read some of the uh, awesome uh reviews of this movie uh for our for our for our section. I like the other one. Both both lovers are duplicitous creeps in a perverse way. They're made for each other. Well, yeah. I mean that's what you wanna see, right? Just Two jerks. Oh, wait, who's this person that said it isn't as bad as it looks? <laughs> That's like watching previews with our 14-year-old before a movie. And if it's something that is very period piece, you know, you can hear the string swelling and it's about a queen. And I look at him and he just looks at me and goes, um, no. <laughs> That's like, how I would have seen the preview for this. Yeah, it's like, nope. Um, No. Peter Canavesi from Groucho Reviews said... A modest but bubbly comedy of manners. I don't think he watched the movie. The, the biggest problem I had was the setup and the premise. <laughs> <laughs> the sets were beautiful and so were the costumes, but the setup, the premise, the dialogue, and the direction is what I had a real problem with. Again, I love the yellow dress at the end. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, half <laughs> of the reviews are that. Half the reviews are, oh God, it's so beautiful. Look at that gold dress. Who, what kind of gold dress was that? Who has the gold dress scene? 
Oh, this is an audience review. It's uh, two and a half stars. Kate Hudson's smug face is really not my cup of tea. Spelled cuppa. Cuppa. Cup of tea. But she is stunning in that gold number. And in those giant Ann Taylor Loft banners in the mall. That's not recent. <laughs> no. This movie isn't as annoying as I remember, but as much as Hudson doing embarrassing stereotypical stuff. Yeah, and that's that's basically what we've said. Isn't this movie, this was the first time they acted together and people loved their chemistry so much. Didn't they do another movie together because people loved them together? Did they do like, was it Fool's Gold or something like that? People love these two together. Real Hepburn and Bogart vibe. I, oh, I was getting more of a Mike Nichols, Elaine May oh. type of vibe from the from them. Yeah, they did Fool's Gold in 2008 and basically have the exact same uh, poster art. It's just them leaning on each other. They were obviously the, the, everyone was trying to create something with this. So basically, we're each going to wrap up what we feel about this movie and the section of movie that we have. Meredith, why don't you go first? That's it? That, that's all I have to say. Again, even if this movie was on Sunday afternoon, it's raining outside and freezing and it's on TBS, I'm still going to go right past it. Hmm. And I'll watch almost anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. I'm going to have to concur. Uh, the Friends talks, uh, masculine toxin. I mean, the masculine toxicity. What am I trying to say? Toxicity? The, ma- the masculine toxicity in this movie is is palpable. Even the other characters, like Thomas Lennon at one point is like, uh, if you failed this, you could have like a douche campaign. Because, you know, only people who are losers talk about douche. Douche does not need a campaign. It's fine. People who need it will go find it. Just like Vagisil. Vagisil doesn't need to do commercials. So, yeah, this is where we'll wrap. So this is a great place for us to wrap up. Thanks for being on today. My pleasure. It's always nice to spend an afternoon with you talking about douche and Vagisil. <laughs> it's just like a normal day for us. What will we do on Wednesday now? I don't know. Well, until the, ne- until the next episode. Uh... <laughs> Bye-bye. See you later. Shut up, crawl. Oh. <laughs>